You're listening to Youth and Loud, the show that's the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. We discuss all issues relevant to youth. If you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea, check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud. On this episode, we talk with Linda Pang, who is the founder of Feel Good Feb. Feel Good Feb is an initiative that was created to encourage people to do acts of kindness for other people in the community. We also talk with Linda about her work as an author and about another initiative she created called Kindness is Catching, which aims to bring awareness to social issues and celebrates acts of kindness in our world. So I guess just to begin with, Linda, can you tell us a bit about yourself and what your life looks like at the moment? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm a mum of two boys. Uh, so going through the, the lovely teenage years, actually, they're, they're quite good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, uh, yeah, I'm a primary school teacher. At the moment, I've got kindergarten. Um, I'm their science and their library teacher. and work part-time with that. And then... On other days, I'm a casual teacher for special school for kids with um, intellectual and physical disabilities. So, can you tell us about Feel Good Feb and its mission and purpose for any listeners who may not have heard of it before? Yes, uh, well, Feel Good Feb was created to encourage and inspire people to do some random acts of kindness to their fellow community members. And it's basically just trying to encourage people to take the time to lift the vibe of those around them and not just you know not just to their family members and their friends but for strangers we all know you know pay it forward isn't a new thing but I think that it's nice to put it out there and encourage people by leading events which is what I, I do every year for a feel good family and create day random act of kindness can bring a smile to someone's face no matter how big or small so if if this can create goodwill amongst our community, then it's fantastic. Um, so, Linda, what's some of the feedback that you have received uh, from people about Feel Good Feb? Uh, well, a lot of positive feedback. It's, it's grown organically. I don't advertise or do anything because it's not a company. I'm not a company. I'm just um, really just a mum who wanted to get the, the good vibes out there. <laughs> so I just started off by uh, doing by having a social media page on Facebook. And when I've done my events and done some posts and things like that, people have really got on the train. And after I've done the events, you know, we've got some wonderful feedback from people who have actually participated by saying that, um, you know, they've really enjoyed the night together and or the day together, whatever it has been. Um, feedback from the items. Uh, do, do you want to know what we do? Like, yeah, sure, ab- ab- absolutely. Sure. Okay, so I feel good. Fair create day is uh, where people gather together, like-minded people who are crafty or arty, and I put it out there. It's um, either through the papers or my social media page or my website, and then anyone can join. So. I just basically do a call out to people who want to come and make something on the night so it's two or three hours we sit there and very informally chat <laughs> and create together so we've had um, painters come and do canvases 
jewellery making, beautiful earrings and necklaces, which is just, just gorgeous. Um, people are doing bookmarks and knitting, making little toys uh, to give away. It's just wonderful. So I, I basically wanted to create a really um, very easygoing environment where people who, who like to do arts and crafts can just get together like-minded people. I also wanted to make it very open so that anyone who is feeling alone or socially isolated, they mm. can just come along and not worry about, you know, doing their artwork and stuff. They won't be judged. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. So I guess um, you're saying that uh, Feel Good Feb really accomplishes uh, more than one thing at the same time. It encourages um, creativity in people to use their own imagination to do arts and crafts or to create different things. Um, I guess it provides a sense of community for anyone who might be feeling isolated, but also encourages people to give back to their community and to, you know, reach out and to um, try and make a difference or be a positive influence in the life of another person. So Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Um, that's, um, that's my aim. It's very, it's very widespread. Yeah, I'll just get to hooking outside. We might get a bit of a, a morphine. <laughs> Can you bring around <laughs> the tree, please? <laughs> My doggy wants to be with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> We've got a, a cabochon, and she's um, very cute. That's fine. That's okay. She, she can be a part of the podcast, too. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> say um oh yeah so i did want to tell you about the feel good feb kindness cards um, and how it works and i provide that to participants and what they are is they're attached to gifts such as um you know the necklaces or earrings or artworks and on the cards it says if you like me please take me and pay it forward forward and do a good deed for somebody in the future Cool. So, yeah, and then what we do is we leave those. Um, I don't just do it, but the participants also are involved in leaving their gifts um, on park benches or um, in bus shelters on on the, on the train on train seats. I've really left them, or you know, or in cafes, that kind of thing. And people mm. just find them. Sorry, Linda. Yeah. Sorry. What initially inspired you with Philbert Fair? Yes, well, uh, so it's an interesting backstory, actually. Uh, a few years ago, um, so well, let's see, 2014, the end of 2014, uh, my sons were just young then, and they asked me, Mum, what is a terrorist? And I was really saddened to hear this because, you know, a seven-year-old should be worrying about whether or not to eat broccoli or, you know, why I sent a text is right out. <laughs> so I realised that media was really negative because of what was happening in the world, and I wanted to change that, so... Mm. Uh, I was I was in Rossa Valley. I was driving the Rossa Valley with my husband on a, one of his work things, and I just stared out at the vineyards, and I was like, "Oh, we're so lucky to live in this country because we don't have, you know, we, well, at the time we didn't have any terrorism at all. We didn't have, you know, the fear that possibly some kids now do have and live with. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to really try and be thankful and hopefully encourage other people to be thankful for this beautiful country that we live in. And I decided to, to try and get random acts of kindness to be a bit more mainstream than I was, I guess. 
yeah, I kind of thought, well, I can't be December because that's Christmas, <laughs> and I can't be January because that's um, everyone's on holidays, still on holidays. So February kind of felt like the best month to put it in because people are going back to school. I'm a teacher. I was going back to work and. And it's, I don't know, it's Valentine's Day, it's my birthday, all these kind of things. <laughs> so I kind of thought February's a good one. And I just, you know, Feel Good Feb just came to me straight away as a name for it. Yeah. And then, and then I basically, over the January, um, over the Christmas holidays in 2014, my sons and my husband and I and some friends, we painted 29 canvases. It might be 28. <laughs> I can't remember. But one for each day in February. And then um, after that was all painted and ready to go, every day in February I left one of those canvases somewhere, all around mm. Sydney. So I didn't just do it around the northern beaches where I live, but I, you know, I was going to the city. And then I asked some friends who lived down south of Sydney to, to leave them places. Yeah, that was nice. That was good. <laughs> um, so Linda, what do you what do you in, enjoy most about Feel Good Feb? Oh, there's lots, really. I'm very creative, so I. I love to set aside time to to do that kind of you know that kind of art. I I usually do painting, but I'm not very good at it. <laughs> but I try. I sort of like do a little bit of scrapbooking and, and do a quote and you know that kind of stuff. But this year I did something different, which was make the Dreamcatcher, and that was cool. So I like the crafting part of it, but also obviously meeting new people every year with, at the events and and seeing how you know how well how happy people are when they are doing their crafts and, and just the direct feedback, I guess, from the participants to me at the time. And, you know, obviously I don't see, I don't see when people pick up things, but I'm assuming that they're happy if <laughs> they're going to pick it up and, and hang it forward. So that, you know, all of those three things really are my, I don't know, keeps me going <laughs> to do it again the next year, you know. Yeah. Linda, as well as Feel Good Fit, we know that you're also the founder of Kindness is Catching. Can you tell us about um, some of the initiatives that Kindness, oh, sorry, Kindness is Catching has been involved in over the years? Yeah, sure. So Kindness is Catching, I created that in May of 2015 as well, so just after Feel Good Fit. And initially I, I wanted something else to do with kindness, but, I mean, you know, not necessarily random acts of kindness, but something where people can actively do something to help other people. So I ended up I ended up going into the city and interviewing or talking rather talking to people who were sleeping rough. And I was asking them what, what is it that you need, you know? And from speaking to quite a few people, I came up with a list of nine items and I thought, you know, if I can encourage people when they're at supermarkets, like people who are who are just on the way back from work or they're shopping for their family's groceries or their own groceries. And if I can, you know, put it in their head maybe to get nine items, it's done and dusted really quickly and then provide a few drop-off locations in Sydney and I can, I think that's how I felt like would make a difference to people who are sleeping well. Linda, can you talk about uh, some of the uh, stories or some of the main, I guess, um encounters that you had when you did talk to people who were homeless um, or poor in the street? Mm, sure, yes. Uh, very, very commonly people were saying that they felt invisible. So that was very sad because people just walk by them. They don't, you know, they don't stop and talk to them. Occasionally they get, you know, the odd coin or, or no, but they, they felt that 
their worth was very low. So it's, you know, really sad. And one, one guy in particular, he said that he was quite near a busker and, and he just noticed that people were just pulling out $5, $10 notes and dropping them in the buskers, um, you know, well, hash or whatever you want to call it. But um, he wasn't dissing buskers at all. He was just saying that this is what he noticed, that people mm-hmm. were doing that and then they'd pass them by. So he felt, yeah, that was unfair and, and that, that it's great that people are noticing, you know, artists in the street, but his was a very, very much a life, day-to-day threatening survival. You're listening to Youth and Loud. And what what do you think are some of the main ways that people have benefited from kindness's catching? Very much directly. What, uh, and where do I start? This? <laughs> There's lots of things. So, I mean, you know, in the kindness's catching, uh, sorry, in the KRC care kit, the kindness catching care kit, the, 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 nine, the nine items were, were you know, it's it like a face washer, a comb, pair of socks, uh, travel size hand disinfectant, refillable water bottle, shampoo and conditioner, small box of band-aids and a small pack of tissues. So to make it, and then my, you know, my request was to put that all in a big ziplock bag. And uh, it blew out of control, which is amazing. Uh, the media did pick that one up and published it in our local paper. I had um, people so I, I just before I started it, I had somewhere for them to drop things off. So I had you know two local libraries uh, who were willing to collect these things when they were dropped off. I had the absolutely amazing Kennard Storage; they they were wonderful. Um, Manly Community Centre and Cosmic Smile Laser Dental in Neutral Bay. And well, I guess Kennard Storage they had they gave me two spaces. So that there was one at Brookvale and one at. So carrying bar, <laughs> so they came on board, and, and in the end, what happened was I had I, I started because because these like the library asked me to collect it every so often. I ended up with my whole living room full of <laughs> full of winter care kits stuffed in boxes. Mm. So you know we're talking about I think the first year was I don't know a thousand winter care kits, <laughs> and um, I also asked for scarves and beanies and gloves. So yeah, over well over a thousand of those, and yeah, it was I had it was just very funny because I got one of my favourite pictures on my website where my whole living room is full of boxes, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so that, that was great. And, and and so I mean, who benefited that? Well, I was very lucky because I was invited along to be part of Sydney Homeless Connect. They so Sydney Homeless Connect is an organisation once a year they open up the Sydney Town Hall to people who are sleeping rough and they have about 75, uh, I think when I was doing it, 75 uh, providers and so I had my own little space there and and when they opened the doors, just, you know, people could come in and they could get, you know, they could get clothing, they could get food for free, um, they could get, they had lawyers there that could help them, they had dentists there like a little mobile centre, they had music and all kinds of wonderful things, services, you know, that Australia Post there in case people, you know, people needed to post things or, you know, tap phone their family. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was incredible. So that's how I um, was able to distribute these, these items to people who are homeless really quickly and really easily. 
And that was great. That was amazing. Linda, in light of everything you've told us about the initiative so far, what has been probably the most challenging thing and what would you say has been, you know, your uh, most memorable um, or favourite thing so far? My favourite thing would be definitely um, the involvement of Sydney. So what's happened since I started it was that um, preschools and primary schools and high schools have become involved. So, for example, um, the Farmhouse Montessori started collecting winter care kits because I, I had like a little sheet that I would give people if they asked and it, it told them what, you know, what, what I was collecting and what Kindness's Catching was all about. I had uh, primary schools involved, Eastwood Heights Public School did a SRC run where every grade was, was in charge of bringing in like, you know, a face washer or a comb or, you know, all the different things and then the SRC got together and they put them together. Um, Chroma Public School, they also did the same thing. And then, you know, like high schools, like Pittwater House in, on the Northern Beaches, they, it was something that their school leaders just saw on social media and picked up and started to, to run with and they collected also for kindness is catching. So not only them, but de- definitely um, companies have hopped on board. So um, RLOA, which is a Queensland Disability Service, and um, Act Belong Commit, which is in WA, started doing these amazing, you know, being involved in Field Good Fab and particularly um, RLA, RLOA, they, their clients painted, they had a day where they had Field Good Fab every day and their clients painted canvases and then gave it to their neighbouring nursing home. So, I mean, you know, I guess as a, as a big balloon, my favourite thing is that it has spread, you know, not only to people who are homeless affect be affected positively but also people doing things and uh challenging i think they asked as well uh challenging what was your most challenging thing about okay yeah definitely challenging um would be that so i did kindnesses catching in 2015 16 17 um and i have not done it for the last couple of years because well, particularly because I'm just one person, I'm not a company, so I couldn't sustain the time that it grew <laughs> into taking. So um, very sad to say that I had to stop doing the kindnesses catching into care kids collection and warnings. Um, so as well as your involvement with Feel Good Feb and the involvement you've had with Kindness is Catching, we know that you are also children's author and poet. What motivated you to want to write your own stories? That's my love. So the writing part of my life and the poetry part of my life is just an innately part of me. I have wanted to be a children's book author since I was little. And, um, you know, I've, been, I've always been writing but never thought that I'd become a children's book author. But the opportunity came up and I was very, very fortunate to publish The Sock Monster. <laughs> so it's, it's beautiful, this, this big, um, fluffy, purple, monster-like. It's very much part of our lives now. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen a picture of it at all. I have, yeah. I noticed that yeah. on your... Um, I think I looked at a website early today with the sock monster, so it looked pretty cool. I thought the, the graphics yeah. looked looked good. So, um, yeah, do, do, you want to, um, do you want to talk a little bit more about that, I guess, Linda, and where did yeah. you get this idea about doing a book around a sock monster and yeah I don't know is there any 
messages that you're trying to convey or all that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, um, I it came up with the idea after um, pretty much having <laughs> a hissy fit at my children because I counted 44 single socks one day. <laughs> and I was like, what? How did, how, do you, how did you two boys get 44 single socks with so, absolutely no pairs? Oh, right. So single socks yeah. without pairs. They couldn't be matched. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I just thought, there's definitely a sock monster. So I kind of... <laughs> I wrote the stock monster and I was, I was like, this is, this is totally real life. <laughs> and I thought it could appeal to parents, not only children. Um, and writing it in rhyme is, is kind of my specialty because I felt that there were not many children's, not, not a lot of, I mean, there are picture books with rhyme, but quite often they're not in rhyme. And I, being, a, being a primary school teacher, I really like that the language of rhyme and the way that parents and teachers can get into the lull of language and, and then children they're very good at predicting text when you know when it's a rhyme word that, that they have to, to to guess so it's very much involvement um, of the kids and of parents and of teachers and yeah I, I, I loved it I loved writing it I loved the illustrator Anna hit a beautiful story actually of how it came to be if you'd like to hear it <laughs> <laughs> And 
like I put out a new poetry form that I make up and then people write to it and or you know writing prompts and it's just it's incredible the way that people can be inspired by us all all the writers you know together to create actually I just won a gold medal in the poetry olympics yesterday oh that's yeah. awesome <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a page called Poetry Olympics, and and um, it was very lovely because actually I one of my poetry forms inspired that page to create a competition, worldwide competition, where people, where poets could send in their own forms that they made up, and um, from the, those they chose seven, and one of one of them was mine. What could you say to encourage any listeners with a big idea or a dream? do something but they're not quite sure where to start and what would be you know your recommendations for anyone who wants to begin um, creative writing or writing children's stories oh I would definitely say if you've got a dream just definitely just go after it yeah if you've got a dream go after it and and if it's something to do with writing then go to courses on writing and how to get published because that's pretty important to to find out how it is how you can get published. Um, also, you can go to courses on how to self-publish. So you just keep writing. I mean, uh, for me, I write every single day. I write a poem a day, pretty much, and um, and that keeps keeps me fresh. And you know, my advice to people who want to do something is just do it. You know, I didn't. No way did I ever think that I would become a you know a public uh, sorry a, a published author, or I didn't think that I would start something like Feel Good Fair and it would be successful or kindness is catching me. You know, I, it's it's quite mind-blowing and I'm very humbled to think that, you know, my ideas have helped thousands of people, you know, thousands of homeless people, which is really amazing. So just stick to it, I guess my advice would be. Also ask for help, don't be afraid to ask for people who are in that industry of whatever you want to go after, um, help ask help from your family and your friends to give advice you know to, to, to conquer the little obstacles that you may have yeah but, but be positive <laughs> one more quick thing um lindy if people do want to find out more about i guess your role as an author or feel good feb or kindness is catching where where can they go to find out more yeah, they could go to my website, which is www.feelgoodfeb.org. Um, for my writing, it's www.lindalockie.com. Um, feel free, anyone, to send me a, an email to ask any other questions. I'm happy to send kindnesses, uh, Feel Good Feb kindness cards out to them, PDF posters, ideas, what you can do, you know, 22 ideas that are free, 22 that are low cost. Yeah, or any anything to do with my books or poetry, <laughs> I have to get an email from them. Um, so, Linda, I think that's um, all the questions we wanted to ask, but before we do finish today, um, is there anything else that you'd like to say? Um, no, I just wanted to thank you for having me on your show. It's, it's quite an honour to be able to speak and be on your podcast and hopefully someone listening can, if they've got a dream of anything, whether it's to help people or... To, to create their own, you know, their own reality of their own dream. I think they should do it. <laughs> mm. That brings us to an end of this episode of Youth and Loud. Thanks heaps to Linda Payne for joining us on the show to talk about Feel Good Feb, Kindness is Catching, and her work as an author. 
If you'd like to listen to more episodes of Youth and Loud, you can go to youthandloud.org. And to stay connected, check us out on Facebook and Twitter.